0: It's Let's Go Atsuko.
1: And I'm in quarantine.
0: At, At home. Hey everyone, it's Atsuko. How are you? How are you? I hope you're well. Um, I don't know about you, but I just found out that I am a mezzo alto. Ha, yeah, that's a singing term. And yeah, I got my first singing lesson today. Yeah, that's right. I am now taking singing lessons for the first time in my adult life. I've taken them as a kid, but all of it's a blur. You know, sitting in the teacher's house with like six other students. You know, this is a one-on-one that I'm doing. As an adult, send prayers to my husband, Ryan. Send prayers to my neighbor. Because, boy, I have not sang in a long time, like for real, for serious, you know what I mean? And here I am as a grown adult, not having practiced truly singing from the diaphragm, which I found out today, sits right underneath your lungs, okay? I knew it was like below my chest, but I didn't know it was right below my lungs. And did you know it wasn't a muscle? I found out today it's a membrane, or at least that's what she said. So apparently every time you see singers and their stomach is coming out, like protruding out, and you're like, ooh, they're really working that diaphragm muscle, I guess it's not a muscle. I mean, like you, when you take deep breaths and you're doing correctly, apparently your stomach does expand, but um, it's not a muscle. I don't know, I'm like learning, I'm like back in school and I'm really excited about it because it feels like I'm learning about the body, I'm learning about my voice, Uh, main thing is main question I have is what do you do with your face while you're singing like I truly don't know (laughs) because she's got me singing right doing scales and trills and all that like that kind of stuff and the whole time she's like you look terrified and I recorded myself during the class and I looked back at the footage I look terrified I look like I am surrounded by 12 skunks And I have to walk on eggshells at the same time. I, (laughs) and there I am trying to sing beautifully. But what's the point if I look like I'm scared for my life, you know? (laughs) And people have said this about dancing, right? Oftentimes with dancing, people are like, okay, cool. I'm dancing, but what do I do with my face? And as a dancer, I have answers to that. You know, especially if you're like videotaping your dance and you're posting it on social media. Here's what I'll say. Okay. You get a free tip today. All right. When you're dancing, there are a couple of things you can do with your face. All right. You can do stoic. Okay. That gives you kind of like a faux swagger. That looks cool. That looks cool. Um, If you want to be playful, you can even sometimes like wink while you're dancing, but don't get too crazy about it because you can look like you're about to kidnap somebody. Like, you know, you can look like scary if you wink too much or smile too much or even worse, desperate. You know, you don't want to look desperate, like smiling, smiling, because I don't know what to do with my face. Okay, you know, it's more just like subtle facial gestures, right? Let's say that you are doing something cute. Keep the smile like subtle, you know, like a grin. Yeah. I said that there are two things you can do in dancing and I just gave you a few, but that's what I know. So once this whole lockdown is over and you have like still a social distance dance party, or let's say you're doing all these dance parties on Zoom, right? And you're dancing along with friends and you get self-conscious about your face, remember those tips, stoic or do subtle gestures that match the tone of the dance. There, boom, just like that. God, I'm so smart. So I need to work on my singing face. I will let you know how that goes as the singing lessons progress over the weeks. But first... We gotta get to the podcast, okay? I'm going to tell you about our guest. We have Joel Kim Booster today. Joel, Joel, Joel. Speaking of singing, right? Something me and Joel Kim Booster have in common, along with actually fellow comedian Brendan Scannell, is that all of us worked at a Coldstone Creamery. That's right. All of us at different points in our lives worked at Coldstone Creamery. And that is a special place, a unique place to work for, because it's one of those few places where you're supposed to be just slinging ice cream, but you also have to sing. <laughs> That's right. If you don't know, at Coldstone Creamery, every time you get a tip, you have to sing. So there were various songs that we had to learn, right? And for me as a teenager, it was like, it was actually my first job. And it was like the only job that I knew of that was food-related, where you had an audition. You had to audition to get the job. And I've been thinking, how fitting is it that me, Joel Kimbooster, and Brendan Scannell turned out to be comedians, performers, who had jobs where we had to perform in entertainment style, you know? And how crazy is it that out of the three of us, I was the only one who came out of it still unable to sing. I don't know. (laughs) These are the mysteries in life. All right, with that said, here's Joel Kim Booster. But first, if you're enjoying our podcast, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's right. That really helps us out and keeps us going, especially during this pandemic where podcast networks are dropping podcasts like flies. That's right. Ad sales are down. You know, I don't need to go into it. But I'm trying to get my grandma fed, so we'd greatly appreciate it. Also, our episodes recorded during the pandemic are also available as a video version. To watch that, you have to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash let'sgootsco. Check it out. Do it. And without further ado, here's Joel. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here with my guest, Joel Kim Booster. (laughs) Wow, wow, crowd goes wild. Hi, Joel. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited, it's been a long time coming. I feel like we've been trying to make this work for truly years, For since childhood. I've been trying to appear on your podcast. Yeah. And I'm so glad that it only took a pandemic to get me here.
0: I know, we've been trying to get you on the live show, especially.
1: I know. I'm so mad that I, I haven't... When, when we get to do live shows again, yeah. I am going to do the live show. And I know that in my heart of hearts.
0: Keep a couple of dates open for 2022, okay?
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put that in my cowl for sure.
0: Um. Yeah, so the live show... We just kept missing each other. The stars didn't align, you know. Mm-hmm. She's busy. Joel's busy. Well, and Atsuka, you're, Atsuka, you're pretty busy too. You know what I've been wanting to do is like, oh, even in busyness, be able to like change up my look or something. But Uh here I am with the same fucking old bangs and you went through, (laughs) you went blonde.
1: I went blonde about six months ago and while they say blondes have no fun, more fun, I have had less fun demonstrably since I became blonde. At least this second go around.
0: Well, is it because it bled into a pandemic?
1: Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> it. I would say <laughs> I had about the same amount of fun and then um much much less fun after the pandemic started
0: right so it's like what's the point of being blonde if we're all locked inside
1: i know i know i'm about to shave it all off though so i'm about to join that club
0: oh nice yeah for just is this is this for a cause you never know is it a
1: (laughs) yeah i'm donating it to locks of love just about the three inches of hair that i have on my head (laughs) yeah Um, they're gonna make a a, a gorgeous two-toned ombre merkin with it uh which is gonna be fabulous for someone in the industry Use. I can't wait to see who gets to use it.
0: Or oh, I was thinking eyebrows. It could oh, make yeah.
1: eyebrows. I would use that for myself. I wish I had bushier eyebrows, honestly.
0: Just like some ombre eyebrows, just yeah. just fades into blonde.
1: That would be gorgeous.
0: Yeah, we're all changing looks. But yeah. again, I, I've been keeping the same. Uh, and speaking of trying to get you on the live show, someone we did have on the live show was Brendan Skanell?
1: Mm, what did that villain say about me?
0: Okay, so it wasn't something he said about you, but he had it. He had to do a challenge, right? Where okay. on the live show on Let's Go, Let's Go, he had to do a challenge where he had to lie for three minutes straight, uh-huh. uh, based on a lie that we assigned to him. And uh-huh. at the time, the like we, it didn't occur to us. But anyway, his lie was that he had to say that he had worked at a Cold Stone and stick to it. A Cold Stone Creamery, and he crushed it because he knew all the facts, right? Yeah. A- and uh, so he ended up winning for Lying the Best. But now that I look back to it, it's like he should have actually lost because he didn't have to lie at
1: all. Why is that?
0: Well, the whole time he was being like, well, Coldstone Creamery, you know, we sang songs like this, and I worked there for this many of y- years, you know, and we were like, here we were being like, oh, my God, he's... He's, like, seamlessly lying, but it's because he was just telling the truth. Does that make sense? He
1: actually worked there?
0: You didn't know he worked at a Cold Stone Creamery?
1: No, because I worked at a Cold Stone Creamery.
0: I know you did, and so did I.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we, should, we should get the band back together. One last scoop. One. You, me, and Brendan.
0: That's right. One last golden scoop. Yeah. No, so out of the comedy scene, I feel like the three of us were the only ones that I know of that have worked at a Cold Stone Creamery.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I've met along the way, but not, not yet. No. Um, that's so lovely to hear. Did you like working there? I did. Well,
0: so it was my first job ever. It was su- it's super memorable to me because, so I was undocumented for seven years. Wow. And then I got my green card and Cold Stone was the first people to accept <laughs> me. Like I applied so many places. Coldstone said, yes, girl, part of the family now.
1: Yeah, you're, you've got that card. Get in here and scoop some ice cream. I don't sing know. some songs. Yeah, some like did did you make up your own songs or did you go with mostly the corporate songs?
0: They didn't let me run with my own. I could barely keep up with the corporate ones. <laughs> How about you? You made up? I, I could see you. Yeah, probably. we
1: had. Well, I never made. I was never responsible for any of the ones that we made up. But there was one. Do you remember that sh- that song? To the window, to the wall, mm-hmm. to the sweat na, na, drop na, down na, my na, 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 uh-huh. You know all <laughs> that. Um, we had now the stone that you the, the of cold stone. The cold the cold stone was called the Gia. I don't remember if you remember that. Oh
0: yes, I do. Okay.
1: The Gia. and so we would we would go from, <laughs> from the gia to the cone. Till all that ice cream fall. And then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Deeply humiliating in hindsight. I can't believe I just repeated it here.
0: To the guia, to the cone.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's Weird Al. It's brilliant wordplay. It's unimpeachable.
0: Yeah, yeah. The syllables are there. it It's still... Is you sometimes when you do like your own rendition of a song, it gets it's embarrassing when the words don't fit the melody. Yeah, and you keep doing it.
1: There's nothing more embarrassing that I can think of, actually.
0: Yeah, to the guia, to the you know, to the cone, and then someone always goes like, oh, you know, till the ice cream falls to the floor. Wait, actually, that worked. (laughs) That that worked. Yeah,
1: I remember at one point someone was like, from the guia to your mouth, and we were like. Well, th- you're missing a step.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do we put it in? We were we took it ser- we took that job seriously, what, very seriously. Was
0: that one of your first jobs? Was that that was
1: my third or fourth job? Um, I had worked previous. I had just gotten fired from a dip and Dot stand in the mall when I got that job. Uh-huh. Um, so I went from one ice cream. I went from the ice cream in the future. <laughs> to um, um that ice you know, ice cream and singing i couldn't get enough of ice cream is this is the problem
0: well it's a perfect transition you know you just go i've already done the future honey
1: yeah you know? Yeah, whatever you've got, I can handle it. Cause I've been handling the ice cream of the future.
0: Coldstone Stone Creamery is kind of ice cream of the past. Cause it's like,
1: yeah, it's you very, gotta make it yeah. on your
0: own, you know? Old
1: timey. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I actually am craving Cold Stone right now. Just seeing you do that hand motion of yeah, the mixing on the, on the slab. Stone, Oh, I was so good at it. I was actually really excellent at that job.
0: I bet you were, look at those arms, you know? Yeah,
1: the forearm strength.
0: You had the arms, you had the lyrics down. I don't Mm -hmm. know if your Cold Stone Creamery made you, it was an audition, it wasn't just, it wasn't an interview. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if there's something interesting about like us as performers having worked at a Cold Stone Creamery that was so performative.
1: Yeah, do you remember what you sang? Because they made us sing like a pop song.
0: I did a cheer from cheerleading.
1: (laughs) Wow, okay, I mean that's fair.
0: Yeah, I I don't remember what I sang, but, you know, they were like, you're gonna be cheery, you're gonna be performative, you're gonna be encouraging to the customers, and I was like, well, I'm a cheerleader, and I, <laughs> and I was at the time. So I just did, like, a Venice High School cheer, and then... Yeah,
1: I can't... I think I sang, like, a Dashboard Confessional song, or something really embarrassing.
0: <gasps> dashboard Confessional, that's...
1: Yeah.
0: There aren't many like quick breaths you can take because I feel like they no. hold the notes oh
1: no it wasn't Dashboard it was that that one song that is actually prominently featured in Love Actually and was a lot of places but it was like if I could then I would Yeah, I'd go wherever you would go way up high yeah. or down low you know that was a very big song right time that another
0: yeah. song that you don't get to take Many breaths, and because the 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 notes are so long, you know, we're yeah. down low. And yeah. I, it's just a, <gasps> yeah. yeah, yeah. I
1: wish I I wish I would have thought to turn that into an ice cream song. If I could, then I'd scoop. ice cream (laughs) I don't know you know it's just I'm spitballing here but I think there's something there you know I think that you can make any song about ice cream is what I've learned from my time at Coldstone Creamery
0: you can yeah no it was it was just interesting I was like wow Brendan you too and all of us were at different branches
1: we got to talk about this because I I I, I'm gonna like get off this podcast with you and dial up (laughs) Brendan immediately and be like what gives I can't believe we did not know this about each other
0: ask him about it yeah I feel like he was the one that told me he's the one that was like Joel worked at Coldstone too. Wow. Yeah, and wow. he never told you this secret. And um oh, mm-hmm. it's not a secret, but you know, I just find it exciting. It was like my first American job. You know,
1: where was it? Where was your Coldstone?
0: I grew up in L.A. Just a little basic girl. Oh, you know, okay. Japan to L.A., living in my uncle's garage in hiding, and and then freaking, we got our green card. We we did the visa lottery. Got it, and our and they ma-
1: didn't even know. They didn't even know you were already here. They oh. said she's over in Japan, mm-hmm. and then, that's and how we like, did it.
0: We were that's pretending. Amazing. We were pretending we were still in Japan, and we would put our names into the lottery. Yeah.
1: And, and it was a physical box. They were like, "How are they getting their little <laughs> piece of slip of paper with their name into the green card lottery box if I, they're already in Japan?"
0: I picture it to be a piece of paper in a box. I don't it know. Is
1: i picture it to be um harry potter and the goblet of fire
0: oh yeah where it's just like a hat just yeah pointing. just
1: completely random and stupid it um, just like
0: wakes up and goes atsuko in west yeah, l.a just exactly like
1: that. yeah yeah except they don't know because if they if it, it oh, woke yeah. up and it said and if it woke up and it went atsuko west l.a they'd be like wait a minute right right ice, west l.a ice
0: would be at my door yeah yeah and so that's yeah that's why the the program is so nice and we need to keep it going um, and <laughs> <laughs> donate below to visa lottery no no, I'm just kidding no but um, no but uh, what, what what was I saying no I was trying to put like a nice message out you know about immigration um, couldn't help it um,
1: yeah, I I hope I hope that was clear that my message was pro immigration as well.
0: Oh, I heard it when the way you sang and down low. I heard, mm-hmm. I heard years of being an outsider in your in your voice.
1: Yes. Okay, you got it. The way you, you sang
0: it. Yeah. No. So it was like it was like my first job, so I was very proud too. And I was like, I did it because, and I had to audition. No, no other place would take me because I had no other previous work experience. Uh huh. Coldstone b- believed in my performance abilities.
1: And how old were you when you started?
0: Seventeen, baby.
1: Seventeen. Wow. Okay. So we were. Around the same age when we worked there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Do you know they actually don't sing anymore after you tip?
1: I sort of gathered that. I wasn't sure if that was just it was a city thing or if it was they didn't do it anywhere anymore. But that's sort of a bummer to me because like i have been to Col- the last Cold Stone I went to, I think was in New York City, and like certainly wasn't expecting those people to sing for me because they <laughs> you walk in and it's like a full grown adult who is desperate for work and um, our country doesn't provide. Uh, you know, the safety net that they need. So they're working at a cold stone creamery for minimum Mm -hmm. wage. And I'm not going to.
0: Another, another message. Boom. Just accidentally (laughs) put in there. Yeah.
1: Message, message, message. But, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to look that person in the eyes and be like, can you sing zippity-doo-dah, zippity a, my, oh, my, what a wonderful day. You know, I'm not going to do that to that person. Yeah. So I neither want nor needed them to sing. But if I were to visit the Cold Stone in the suburbs, I would expect that teenager to sing.
0: Oh for Give sure. Give me a two
1: step. Come for on.
0: Sh- yeah, yeah. You're you're oh, uh, you're lucky I'm giving you a tip when I could be supporting those who are paying high rent, you know. Right. Uh, right. You know, and aren't getting picked up by their mom after this exactly. shift.
1: Exactly.
0: But um no, so apparently enough people complain, customers complain about the singing that they have to really?
1: stop. Really? The <laughs> customers complained? Yeah. That's so shitty.
0: They said we want to tip the people, but we, we, we don't want to be intimidated because we're scared to tip them because we don't want to be sung at.
1: <laughs> oh, a lot of people would ask. They'd be like, "I'm going to tip, but please don't sing."
0: Yeah, totally. And
1: then we'd be like, "I'm sorry, it's company policy." Zip do doo dah, <laughs> zip. You know, and then we'd sing anyway. So I guess maybe it's our fault.
0: I always took it personally when they told me I didn't need to. Um, which mm-hmm. brings me actually to same. Really? Well, you were like, you were like, "I'm going to do it anyway." Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that is kind of what. This, that, that's a great way to describe a Joel Kim gay booster. Rights. Gay rights. Or, yeah. or a Joel... Singing
1: when they don't want you to.
0: I was gonna say, or a Joel Kim booster,
1: you know? Well, and those are synonymous, those two things. Of My course. name and gay rights.
0: Which actually brings me to a question I have from a listener for oh, you. Oh, wow, okay. Um, he, he is, okay, his question for you is... Where did, the, where did it go? Sorry. Ah, this is John from Shear Texas. Okay. <clears throat> I would like to know where Joel finds the audacity uh, because I want to go there and find some of my own. Speaking of audacity, you know.
1: He wants to know where I... As though it's just something I pick up from a, <laughs> a top shop mm-hmm. or an H&M. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Name more stores that are closing down. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) That will not exist in 2021. Um, Where do I find the audacity? I don't know. I I guess like it started early on um, in my career at least because I didn't really have a whole lot else. I didn't have a lot to lose. You know, that's sort of the beauty of of stand-up comedy is that it feels so low stakes for years. Until it suddenly does feel like it matters, you know, mm-hmm. like I was going to open mics and doing like free shows for like five years before anything happened to me. And and so you do something that is that thankless and that sort of what feels like nothing for so long that you just start to stop giving a shit. You, you stop giving a shit at a certain point. And I think that's when that happened for me. I got I started I, the audacity is that's when I picked it up. Um, and now I'm sort of stuck with it, you know? Um, I'm a lot more scared than I am than I was when I was like 26 and you know, a couple years into stand-up. Um, hmm. Yeah, but, but it's mean, a part of my brand. More, so. What do you
0: mean you're more scared?
1: Well, I think like I have a larger platform and sure. there is a responsibility that comes with that, I think, and so I have to think a little bit harder about the kind of shit that I put out there and I can't just like, I don't know. There's like a lot of stuff I want to tweet and say that it's just like negative about a person that I might like that might suddenly see it. You know, like right. it was way more fun to be mean <laughs> on Twitter when I had like less than a thousand followers because it just felt like no one cared what I was saying. You know? Yeah. And so now I think people do care. And then, you know, there's the other side of it. It's not just the responsibility, but like there are people who are just like waiting for me to say something stupid. Or say something wrong and to fuck up and like revel in it every single time I do. And that is stressful to like live around, you know, and it's like I'm not even it's so weird because like I'm at a point where I'm not famous. So like it's hard to ignore, but I am like too successful to respond to any of it. So, I'm right, like, you know, like it looks, it looks so bad. Whenever, every time I've responded to some, some like <laughs> three hundred follower Twitter account that says something shitty about me. Like, somebody called me an eroded out narcissist on Twitter like a couple weeks ago, and I like, I don't know, screenshotted their tweet against some shitty picture of them that they had on their profile, <laughs> and everyone was like. I can't, this is punching down, like, oh. And then, like, of course, the guy was like, I won because I got him to react. And it was like, God, this sucks. Because it's like, before, if someone said something shitty about me, like a couple years ago, I could just, like, do that kind of shit. And, like, nobody really cared. But now, suddenly, it's just, like, it seems pettier for me to do that. And that's... Sad for me because I live to be petty. Pettiness is one of my favorite. Activities. I know it's
0: like now you have to be petty with like real the people bigger than you, the big yeah, the big guys only. Well, and I
1: think like Allison Roman. Do you know who that is? Allison Are you familiar Roman. with this beef? She's like this food blogger person that i had not heard of until recently because she said in an interview she's very very popular amongst like food circles i guess
0: Uh uh-huh yeah i'm not i'm not part of that but
1: she talked shit about chrissy teigen Mm. in an interview and then chrissy teigen like found out about it and it like started this like sort of maelstrom of like Uh, this feud that was like a huge thing and Alison Roman had to like issue an apology for saying that she didn't want to ever be like Chrissy Teigen and and all of this stuff and I think it is like a lesson in like like, certainly I'm not at that level of either of these people but like Chrissy Teigen basically was like I accept your apology I remember what it was like to like reach a point where I couldn't just say whatever I wanted online Uh and like thankfully I'm not there yet like I can still mostly say whatever I want online but I do have to modulate like my behavior a little bit and that is frustrating but I'm very lucky you so know, where, I'm very, where, it's a very good problem to have
0: <laughs> no for sure it was in, it's interesting because you said like when you were first starting out you were like you were caring and then you got to a point where you didn't have to care anymore but almost you do have you have to care even more now actually. yeah
1: yeah well it was like when I was in the when I was just exclusively doing shows and bars like I didn't I, I could say whatever I want. Wanted and the the stakes felt so low and now I don't know like if I say something like there is now this line that if I cross like someone will tweet about it and I'll have to hear about it for a week and that's annoying so I try to you know but it's hard to figure out what the line is because again like I'm not famous. So I can still, you know, say some shitty things about people who are more famous than me, but it is like the line is getting blurrier. Is this obnoxious to talk right. about? I don't know.
0: No, no. I mean, he was asking where you got the audacity and it was those years in those bars.
1: <laughs> yeah, in those bars. And I miss it. I miss and it because I think I was better. Back then <laughs> than I am now,
0: but like you don't have the videos, the videotapes to prove it, or who exactly. knows
1: exactly. Well, there's a couple that I've been begging people to take down that are from that time. <laughs> so maybe go and find those, and you be the judge.
0: Where are you? Where do you feel like most yourself then?
1: Um, still like. In those, like you know, I do a show with Brendan that you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's it's the lower stake shows. I think like I love to get invited to do a show that's like in North Hollywood in a strip mall bar, and like there's maybe twenty two people there, but that makes but the bar still feels full with just twenty two people in it, and yeah. there's like one little like three by three square stage. And mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. microphone. And then you can just get up there and like shoot the shit. And like nobody, nobody in the place has ever seen me or knows or cares if I live or die. You know? Like none of them. And so to them, it's cause the thing is is like when when I'm touring and I like do my own shows and it's gotten to it's nice because it's like at the point now where most of the audience is there to see me. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. cool. But it's also like I don't know, they 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 come in liking me. You and so there's less work to do up top, I I think. And doing a bar show in North Hollywood on a Tuesday night at ten PM to twenty two people who do not know you. Yeah. You really do like it really does put that fear of God back into you where you're like, okay, none of these people give a shit about you. None of them care. Like if the like if the host brings you up with credits which is embarrassing like nobody it's like okay so what nobody cares nobody's seen any of this the shit they're talking about and so it is it's like the closest thing you can get to feeling like you're like one year in still and like trying new jokes and trying you know and and maybe you know feeling that silence a little bit more acutely i mean i never bomb but uh, if you did. When I do, if when I you did. Do, when you do, you know, you're
0: like, thank God I did this. Yes. Thank God I came on this three by three, you know, wood paneling stage. Exactly. You know, with the stains on the wall, which, we, you know, which... Um,
1: Talking about giving a dog a blowjob, you know, just like the good old days.
0: Yeah. And all of us being like, is this mic on? Literally, (laughs) is it? You know? And (laughs) yeah. And people like.
1: (laughs) And then seeing like the stage is by the door to the bar and people walk in, see that there's comedy going on and immediately leave. Totally. Or like come in in the middle of the show and are like, I'm. I don't care. I'm going to try and ignore that the fact that the show is happening as much as possible. You I have to cuz it
0: never happens in like a place where you can you you make reservations, you know what no. I mean? You can't be no, like I, I reserved a seat and I didn't want this comedy show. No, girl. No. no. One
1: time I did a show at the University of Seattle um, and it was in the corner of a Chili's
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: was during the second <laughs> Democratic presidential debate. Um, you
0: were fighting against the lot
1: Between Bernie and Hillary And then there was a sports game that was going on And the Chili's wouldn't turn off any of the TVs So I had to sit and perform Or stand and perform for roughly 14 students That came to the show mm-hmm. In the Chili's Fighting against a sports game And the debate And it was um, and amazing
0: who, who won, Joel? Who won that night?
1: Um, I would say Bernie won that <laughs> night um, But... Yeah, it definitely wasn't the kids, and it wasn't me, uh, and it not was,
0: Hillary. Unfortunately, it sounds no, like. no.
1: Ultimately, well, ultimately, I think she did okay. I can't remember those debates, and quite honestly, I don't want to. So, I'm
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god, but, I know that. Like, it's such a timeline. Isn't now. it
1: wild that when we when we came into quarantine, there was still an election happening? I know, like a primary election and happening.
0: Yes, it's still during quarantine too, where it was like, uh we're yeah.
1: gonna. I remember, ma- I was making calls. Like, for Bernie during my early self isolation days and it was just like <laughs> now looking back on it, it i i still had so much hope back then that i would be out of my house in a month and that bernie would be the presidential nominee yeah, and look at me now I still know. in my house with no <laughs> i'm kind of convinced
0: no i'm kind of convinced november isn't coming
1: Yeah, because how could it at this point?
0: Yeah, it just feels like it's gonna be May through March for months. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) I feel like I just keep doing May through March over again. And I like
1: that. And I like that. I would like that.
0: I'm, you know, in the process of writing for my Quibi show. (laughs) All of it sounds feels crazy. You know what I'm I'm, saying?
1: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I'm like doing pre-production for my Quibi show, so it is. It all feels just wild to be working right now on stuff where you just don't know anything.
0: See, it's so nice to talk to a fellow Cold Stone Creamery Quibi sister.
1: <laughs> you know. And similar to Cold Stone, they have asked us to stop singing, um, which is hard. Which um, is hard to hear from a company that is there to support you. But
0: Oh, Quibi was are. just like please don't
1: no, put that haven't. in your... <laughs> they haven't really. But wouldn't it be funny if they...
0: Yeah, it would be just such a big metaphor to everything. I feel like, you know, just qu- Quibby told us to quit. <laughs> <laughs> whew, whew. Ooh. Uh,
1: could I ask you another question? I would love another question. Came
0: in from a uh, listener. This is Shannon from Mississippi. Um, are these
1: made up or are these real people?
0: These are real people. So I posted. Wow. I posted that you were gonna be. Oh, okay. Yesterday, these are. Pre- I always
1: wonder. I always wonder when, like Andy Cohen, gets questions from the Housewives, and he's like, Bernadette from South Bend, <laughs> Indiana, wants to know, Dorit, why are you? S-? You know, and it's just.
0: Oh, it's a. So, creep- but I'm
1: glad it- to know this is real.
0: These are real. Uh, from coming in from yesterday, although I will say a couple of these people, I feel like. Um, I wouldn't have guessed would be your demographic I don't know I put up a really hot picture of you
1: oh I love that I gotta go and check this out
0: yeah it's a really it's a a lot of you have a lot of hot photos
1: okay thank you
0: you really do and you know it that's why you post them
1: yeah yeah sure I mean I post them to convince myself sometimes as much as others that's
0: that's what posting photos is for yeah right it's it's for us (laughs) (laughs) but um the question is uh, it's very simple could he be any hotter wow
1: um i think yeah i think i definitely could and i'm trying i'm really trying you guys so get off my fucking back
0: wait okay because
1: i read that tone (laughs) Uh, you read it you read it you read that question in like a very kind tone but i Mm -hmm. read it for the tone that it actually had which is could he get a little hotter mm, mm-hmm. you know because I'm not hot enough for these jackals <laughs>
0: Joel so, I'm
1: trying every day I'm trying
0: what's the even hotter version of you right now
1: so is it I like think it's about, I think it's about five or six more pounds of muscle and about uh-huh. two or three percentage f- points less, less of body fat yeah
0: uh-huh okay okay i'm so, not
1: at i'm not at my like pinnacle yet i haven't reached the final form so but it's, i'm getting there it's
0: about muscle over fat it's not even like i want cheekbones like this i want injections no no,
1: no it's all about c- body composition Mm-mm. for me right now in core
0: got it okay and,
1: and maintaining it yeah yeah that's yeah. the toughest part
0: well yeah because you know you want to come out of this looking hot
1: yeah, I know, but I think I peaked, because I got really hot, I would say, about six weeks into quarantine, mm. and I think that was too early, because then I got sort of, um, it backfired, and I started looking at myself going, well, who is this for? <laughs> I who know. is this for? I know. No one's gonna be able to see this, or look at this, or touch this for, you know, months, months, We all the have... fall, maybe, <laughs> if we're lucky, the fall, 2021, more likely. Mm-hmm. We and all... it's like, how long can I keep this going? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Right. We all had big plans the first few weeks because it seemed doable and Mm -hmm. we didn't know the realities. And then the reopen people came out and then they were like, three more months. And I was like, in my head, in my head, Joel, I am like, it's definitely not till 2021, you know, but that makes it hard to keep up with like. I want to do these sit-ups. I yeah. want to do these planks. I want to do, do I want to do this? Because
1: now you're like, well, I have at least three months of doing nothing before I have to do them. You know, like that's sort of yeah. where I'm at where it's like, if I'm not going to come out of my house until 2021, then I could, I could really let things go for the next three months mm-hmm. and then spend the last three months before 2021 Really getting it back
0: because we work but best under pressure.
1: Exactly. I we, need a deadline.
0: I need a deadline, and it's only two weeks away. You tell yes. me. You tell me. We're opening up in two weeks, girl. I'm. I will go. I will go. Paleo. Billy w-
1: Blanks, Tybo, you're on it.
0: Were you ever a Billy Blanks kid?
1: No, but my si- my older sister had Tybo tapes that yeah. I would sometimes um, watch her do, and I remember thinking Billy Blanks was hot, and yeah. he's gay. Which is kind of cool to He's find very, out later yeah. on in life. Did you know that um, his son
0: also teaches workout classes?
1: Um, is it, does he teach Taibo or does he teach a, competiting, a, a competing?
0: Oh, I don't know. Why does he teach competing? Well, that
1: would be like Game of thrones s <laughs> If he was like trying to dethrone his dad with his own version of Taibo or whatever it is.
0: I feel like it's, it's a mix of martial arts too, but more dancey.
1: Okay. Yes,
0: it's. Billy Blanks Jr. He's a lot skinnier and thinner, and um, than Billy Blanks. Not as uh, motivational either. Billy just oh. Bi- Billy Senior just had had it in his eyes those those, yeah. those Christian eyes just those Christian
1: like- eyes which those deeply repressed eyes probably. Mm-hmm. That's where he got all that motivation from. Billy Blanks Jr. Growing up in a world where he's got you mm-hmm. know the world handed to him. Yeah, he didn't the, have to work for it. So. The
0: only pressure was just like, you know, well, people will know me as his son and I'm also doing workout videos, but that was his choice. Nobody nobody told him to also get in the same field of work.
1: Exactly. You know, there's so many other ways.
0: Yeah, but it's like I guess he already has his contacts, (laughs) his dad's (laughs) contacts, you know, for like VHS like releases Mm -hmm, and mm, stuff. mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. It's Billy Blanks Jr. and his like white wife (laughs) who do it together. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. I love that you know that.
0: Yeah, I feel like I saw it on Shark Tank once. I I, th- oh. I think he's on Shark Tank. So he goes, hey guys, or hey sharks. <laughs> That's how it starts. Hey sharks, you know. Oh, I, I'm
1: familiar with Shark Tank. I've seen so many of those episodes.
0: Yeah, so he goes like, I have this workout plan, blah, 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 blah. And they go, what's your name, son? And then he reveals it. He goes, Billy Blanks Jr. And they're like, Your dad is Billy Blanks, and you're coming to us for money? What happened there? And so I guess, like, there's this whole family drama. Wow.
1: No, it really is Game of Thrones. Wow, I'm going to write a play based on the Banks family, Blanks family.
0: I would love to see that. Yeah, Blanks family. Yeah, because we grew up on him, you know. So when I was a kid, I was, like, very Christian, too.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Same.
0: Yeah, because family and I feel like, you know, for churches, like churches get immigrants so fast, you know, you first come here, you need friends and they're just like, it's
1: like a very like, it's like a part of Jesus's platform, right, is to welcome immigrants. And most, a lot of churches don't get that. But,
0: for sure, for sure. but at the but time, it seems yeah, it, it was a church of immigrants, so they were just like, yes, oh. we do, we do the free food, we do the free outings, you can play basketball you know after lunch, you know and uh, so I was in. I was sold um, but yeah, at that time Billy blanks was a big part of my life, I guess like your your sister, you know.
1: <laughs> I'd love to hear that. Are your parents
0: lo- are your parents still uh, like equally religious? I would imagine yeah.
1: oh yeah, if not more so. More so. Yeah, for sure. Because
0: they need more to believe in as they age, or?
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, it's, it is probably has a lot to do with their being closer to sort of, you know, they're in their 70s. So it is like they're nearing that time when they're thinking about the end. And so maybe that's probably what spurned or uh, spurred some of it. I don't know. But my mom definitely has gotten way more religious um, as she's gotten older, for sure.
0: Wow, yeah. And have you seen them at all during this Yeah, wh- oh, quarantine? not during
1: pandemic. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. My mom gets pneumonia like twice a year without <laughs> being exposed to oh, someone who's been on a plane. So, yeah, I'm staying away until there's a vaccine, for sure.
0: Yeah, wow. She gets sick that much.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I would... We have that in common. We're not even genetically related, but we both get sick that much
0: wow i mean that would make me a believer (laughs) i would i would be a believer too you know what i mean but wait so are you quarantined in la yeah okay yeah la la baby i think it's the
1: place to be i think like if you're gonna have to do this it's the place to be i would i mean i used to i lived in new york for almost six years and oh boy am i glad i'm not there really glad i'm not there
0: yeah at least we get like the rays of sunshine i mean people go on a walk
1: i have a a little bit of an outdoor space which just doesn't exist in new york Mm -hmm. it's it's nice
0: if you wanted to you could still drive by the sign the hollywood sign
1: Oh, which I do every day, like yeah. clockwork. I can't get enough of the stuff. You're just, like, I just love to see it. That's why I came here, Hollywood, baby,
0: baby. Wait till you see me five to six more pounds of weight, muscle, and what was it? <laughs> how how much less fat? Two to I three percent less know. fat. Yeah. I, was, I don't know that stuff. It's I, all
1: made up. Yeah, I, I, I mean, used,
0: look, I used to be more into fitness. I teach actually like an online dance fitness class.
1: Oh yeah, I know.
0: But um, you don't. It's I don't need to be like a muscle versus fat to do that. You know what I'm saying? No, I feel yeah, like it's, it's a just very about like,
1: overall overall health. Overall health. But like I'm very control oriented, and the the like that's like the whole reason I started this journey, this fitness journey. It was just because mm-hmm. I I it's you know as less and less became controllable in my professional life I think like I really gravitated towards things in my personal life that were controllable and that is like why I count calories like a crazy person and yeah, you know yeah, go to the gym and you know it's like very it's not it's not even really like image I, 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 I'm I, never like oh I want to look X way I just want to I, I always make it very like tangible like I want to be able to add five pounds to my bench by next month or something like that because then because i have such weird body dysmorphia that i never believe that i look better anyways Mm. but like that weight like the amount of weight i can move like that is fact that is not like it's not angles it's not lighting it's not like i can't like see my body in a weird angle and like suddenly lose that it's like nope this is fact i can lift this amount of of weight with my legs or my chest or whatever yeah. and so that's like very important for me to like hold on to and if I lose that then I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I would go crazy.
0: Well, I just hope that you don't get to a point where you can lift so much weight that you can't even add any more. And uh, well, I, I because I, I want don't you don't think to, I'm in
1: danger of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to be able to keep seeing the the progress, you know, if that's how you like to do it, is like actual literal being able to measure like, oh okay, I have improved, you know.
1: That'd be so cool. To if you get were like that.
0: if you're like, "Oh, well, I have no more 5 pounders laying around. I have to yeah. order more." Yeah, Found. well,
1: yeah, my gym would. I don't do that. Okay, okay? <laughs> I'm not the one who's ordering the weight. Okay, <laughs> your gym. Orders God, do some th- research.
0: Your gym orders the weight and lets you uh, what like a rent a weight rent rent five pounds. No, it's s-
1: like a it's like a gym. You can just there. All the weights are around. I'm Have not- you never seen <laughs> your home personal gym? Oh, okay. Well, that that's like a whole that we've already reached the point where I. You had don't have maxed enough. Out. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. There's not enough. Yeah, there was never going to be enough. Well, I didn't home.
0: understand what you were saying, Joel, because you no, were talking about No, I was saying like a...
1: before when right. I was at the gym. Atsuko, don't try and put this on me. Don't try and you turn are... it around Look. and put it on me. <laughs>
0: I felt crazy because you were talking about locations, <laughs> about locations that are closed till 2021. And I was like, what is this gym that's still open? Is it was a Peloton was open until like just two weeks ago, you know? So wait, really? It's pretty much Peloton in New York that they, they I had no idea. Oh, they, those motherfuckers were I would have gone to s- New York. They were so stubborn. Yeah, you could have been there. You could have been one of those fit bucks on the bikes Ugh. no it was like literally up until like a month ago they were still holding classes live classes with human That's beings lit- psycho new york and um, everyone was like hey like don't this is bad Who are these
1: people that are going to the classes too it's like just because they're available doesn't mean you should
0: go uh- Undisclosed, anonymous. It's like, you know, you pay enough, you get to keep your name clean, you know. Um, But so what happened was, of course, yada, yada, two of the staff got the virus. So, of course, they closed down. And like everyone in New York were like, we've been telling you, like literally you're (laughs) you're ground zero. Like this is a this is New York, you know, what are you doing? Peloton. Plus, Peloton is like known for being able to work out at your own home now. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: That's, I didn't even know Peloton had live class. I, I mean, I guess I knew that they filmed some of those live classes. But right. yeah, the whole point of Peloton is so that your husband can buy it for you so you can work out throughout the year. And then on Christmas the next year, you look tight as hell and you can set, show him a video of your journey, your fitness journey.
0: Yes, and then in That's March. That's the whole point. And then in March, maybe you let him touch your titty, you know? Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> if he's lucky. If he's,
0: if he, if he buys you another like i know a lot of
1: people with peloton bikes now and they love them and especially now they love them i wish i had a peloton
0: if you say that loud enough maybe you will get it
1: i wish i had a peloton
0: maybe shannon from mississippi but she already thinks you're like so hot that you can't be any hotter. I don't know uh,
1: well, that's very nice of Shannon, thank you, um, but just know that it comes from trauma <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. well, speaking of like your at home like at home workouts and like counting calories and stuff, uh here's a last question from a listener, okay um, chopped contestants, mm have to cook something using four of your pantry staples, kitchen staples. What are they?
1: Okay, the stuff that I, so this has been especially hard for me quarantine because I've lived in this current house since October and I have Mm. not ever gone grocery shopping until this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's been a real lesson for me in terms of like going grocery shopping, like what I have on hand, like just figuring out what I need to have on hand at all times, because I just am not someone who's ever had groceries in the house, I'm I'm rarely home, I'm always getting takeout, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So what I always have is pasta. Um, I always have a can of tuna.
0: Mm, okay quick
1: snack uh-huh um, I always have beef jerky okay um, and then what's the other thing that I always have uh ricotta cheese really ricotta cheese goes good on everything
0: yeah yeah you can you put can put it... it
1: on a sandwich you can put it on pasta you can put it you can mix it in a soup it 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 is perfect it's the perfect cheese.
0: Interesting. So ricotta cheese, beef jerky, yeah, tuna. It's just, it's perfect, like, survivalist food.
1: Yeah, I would actually love to see a bunch of chefs try and make a gourmet meal out of those four ingredients. Yeah. and I don't think it's that difficult.
0: Right. I mean, mean, besides being basic about it. There's no
1: durian fruit in there or anything crazy, but...
0: Yes, yeah, but uh, just like a pasta. It would just be a pasta, probably.
1: Yeah, I bet I would do, I would make, I would pulverize the dry pasta...
0: Wow, make such, it such f- strong words okay. make it
1: into ravioli uh-huh. oh. and fill it with ricotta and reconstituted beef jerky and then what would I do with the tuna well I don't know. W-
0: would wouldn't the tuna be part of the filling with the ricotta? is that disgusting? no
1: i w- I wouldn't put it in with the beef jerky and the ricotta i would I would find something. I would find something more creative to do with the the tuna. Maybe make the sauce like a tuna-based sauce.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah. that. I would use the beef jerky. Like the jerky. way they
1: use anchovies as, as like a, a sauce base. I think you could use tuna. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I've, I'm a, a genius. It's a fish, yeah. And I, I you know, if I may, I, I think I would use the beef jerky as sort of like bacon bits for some kind of trashy, you know, sprinkle on top.
1: Yeah, and then you get chopped. Yeah. And then your ass would well, get chopped, okay? Come on.
0: I know, you're right. You know, it was a question for you. I have gotten
1: really... This is something that I have done, is I I got some ramen mm-hmm. packets before, um, and I've been rehydrating beef jerky and then adding it to my ramen meal, which oh. is a delight.
0: Highly yeah. recommend. Yeah, so it's, it's... 15
1: minutes in boiling water. I just, like put the seasoning in with the beef jerky and boil it for 15 minutes. And then I add the noodles for like the last four minutes. And it's honestly so good.
0: It's like you're bringing back to life that beef, that cow. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I didn't know that was possible. I thought it was like an irreversible process.
1: You know what? I thought to myself, there's gotta be a way. There's gotta be a way. And And I put it in the boiling water and I think I'm the first person to ever do it. Yeah, I think I've, I discovered it.
0: I've never heard of rehydrating. I mean, you're either really trying to save that cash or, I mean, I feel like you like doing, do you like doing like crafty things like that? Too? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Okay, okay.
1: no, to be honest, to be perfectly frank, I saw it on an episode of Chopped. <laughs> I think I, I've seen people rehydrate dried meats on Chopped before, so...
0: So interesting. Yeah, I'm going to try that. But then I'd have, yeah, I mean, I have regular meat, but I would go get beef jerky just so that I could try it. And I, I don't know if I actually am interested in that.
1: Hey, in a pinch, it really helps.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Um, Thank you for that that tidbit you know in a very special case um i don't actually know how long we've gone because we've stopped and started so many times well i
1: can just add up my recording so (laughs) so far it is 23 um we're at 50 a little over 50 minutes
0: oh okay all right well i would like to play a game with you i would like to play a game with you um since we talked about it it's uh I want to play a lying challenge with you. Okay. Um, would you say you're good at lying, bad at lying, very good, very good at lying? Yeah, that was. That was you said you answered so <laughs> confidently. <laughs> would you say? Do you do you like lie on the daily? Would you
1: say? Um, I used to, but not. I try not to anymore. But I was like, sometimes it's always with like strangers. It's always with like cashiers mm-hmm. that or Same. like people that I'm making small talk with like wait wait might like servers at restaurants like I'm constantly like they'll be like oh like are you from here and I'll and it'll be like in LA and I'll be like no I'm actually visiting from Madison. Mm-hmm. And for no reason I'll do that. For no reason but my own enjoyment. I remember <laughs> one time I was like when I was working at Family Video, a, a movie rental place. This mother and daughter came in and they were like arguing about where she wanted to go to school, and I was like, oh, actually, that's where I go to school right now, I'm home on break. And it's actually Mm. really safe. Um, Because the mom was like, it's not safe, it's not safe. I don't want you going there. And I was like, I actually go there right now, and I think it's really safe, I have never (laughs) had any problems. And now as I'm telling this story, I'm suddenly realizing I didn't actually know if that school was safe. Right, right. And maybe the mom sent her daughter to that school based on my recommendation which was Be- a lie
0: because of a guy at the family video store
1: yeah I mean I guess if she's taking my advice then but I mean you, you probably sounded so
0: confident you I know did. and you went there so you first know that it's safe. I used to get in trouble because <laughs> I would give
1: tours at my college and if I would forget a fact I would um, make it up constantly <laughs> so convincing make up years I yeah. remember one time I made up a year for when a building was established and one of the kids on the tour was like, hasn't this school only been around since 1805? And I said it was like in the 1700s. Se- like
0: <laughs> you were like, I was shut like, up. Who's giving the up. tour?
1: <laughs> I was like, You're- I know what I'm talking about. They don't just let anybody do these.
0: You are like, they've since reprinted those brochures that you read. Those were old. There's an updated. It's 1700s, bitch. And he probably, maybe he got in. He knew the facts of the no, school. No,
1: I made sure he didn't. Yeah. I made sure yeah, he didn't. Yeah,
0: fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. For knowing. Just, uh, who knows the year of the buildings, you know? And, oh, this was, it was this Milliken University.
1: Uh-huh, it was.
0: Hmm. And that's where you did theater. Uh-huh. That's where you did. Did you do high school theater or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did high school theater, too. I, I found theater too late. Too late. It was this, the last semester of senior year. Hey, Atsuko. Yeah.
1: It's you, never too late. <gasps> I
0: thought it's you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, I've uh, my um, I've frozen again.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to tell you, babe, it is never too late to get into theater. It is never.
0: Too late. But it's like, there's, you know, it's not like I did really well in colleges, you know, like I I dropped out of the school that I went to. So within Mm -hmm. like a year, you know, yeah, I I agree. Um, But I wish I had like theater group, you know, and I mean, there is a, at a certain point, Joel, it is too late because I can't be joining a community theater now.
1: Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And then you can write a pilot about it. (laughs)
0: Well then, I would just be stealing your idea. Like I'm assuming you have a pilot about this.
1: No, <laughs> no? I don't. Okay, you're. Telling. But if you want help writing yours, I will. I would love to do that. But you have to join the community theater first. I don't and really get a handle on those characters. These those kooky characters that make up this community theater.
0: For sure. I just would be like, I just don't think I've struggled enough by now. You know, to to because I've I love community theater. I went to a Glendale production of. Um, I took my mom and grandma to see the Glendale community production of um west side story
1: oh love
0: and one of the sharks where like one of the sharks was like 20 years older than the other sharks you know what i mean (laughs) like visibly visibly that's
1: why you love that's why you love community theater though it's the way to go you gotta i know and maria was
0: armenian and it was like and uh you know it was of
1: course naturally
0: naturally and it was cool because there was it was so sincere, you know, it's so genuine that the tickets were affordable. We all, we loved everything about it, you know. But what I'm saying is, I wouldn't be the one that gets to tell that story. It's the shark. It's the guy who played the shark who is 55. Mm. You know. Yeah. When his his other castmates are 20.
1: I don't know. I still think you could tell that story.
0: Hmm. Okay. I think you
1: could be wait wait until you're 55 to do it maybe
0: you were I heard somewhere you were Seymour weren't you? mhm yeah it was my
1: senior year of high school
0: that's a big role to get congrats I mean thank
1: you I, it was a dream and I've never played a better role since still looking still looking to scratch that itch don't think I ever will set the bar too high yeah 17 I mean, years old
0: 17 years old you get to be Seymour the best songs the best solos I mean it's your story mhm you know, I mean, some would say it's like the plant Audrey too, but you go mm-hmm. through the arc.
1: It's Seymour's story.
0: It's Seymour's, sto- Seymour's story. I I I did a cabaret. That was that was my one musical experience.
1: Wow, that's a, that's a good one though.
0: I showed up ready to play. Um, you Sally know, Bowles of course with come on yeah you look know. at that yeah. I walked in I was like <laughs> I, to the audition I said hi I'm here to you know for, for I'm playing I'm gonna play Sally Bowles I would love to play Sally Bowles and they laughed they <laughs> I said why they said oh girl that's been cast Sally Bowles has been cast uh, that was offer only they gave it to a girl who's been in theater every year and it was like her uh, senior
1: year who cares who cares
0: same haircut you know
1: give you a shot give Atsuko a shot
0: i played yen do you remember yen from cabaret uh
1: can't say as i do
0: yeah it's because i feel like they really just added her in i was it was she was an ensemble but i had a name that kind of ensemble character Oh
1: uh, yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah i was a cabaret dancer uh, that had yen japanese money in my bosoms and I would come out like this. And
1: I mean, I don't know how I, I don't know if I like that.
0: At the time, I said, I'll take whatever I can get. and um, That's fair. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, whatever. It was Third Reich, it, it, I think they were like, well, we, we can have a Japanese cabaret dancer, so it makes sense you know cuz it happened during World War 2 Oh yeah for sure German anyway how did I go into all of that it's because i wanted to talk about theater experience and how great you are at lying you said you're great at it so in this challenge <laughs> in this challenge um, i'm going to have you lie to me for a minute straight okay. but within your storytelling i would like to tell i would like for you to tell me something that is true Okay, and at the end, I will guess which one of the entire thing was true,
1: okay, and there's no prompt it can be just it's just a story
0: just a story, yeah, just a story okay. um and I have the time going and Go.
1: So I just had to go to the pharmacy uh, to pick up a prescription for my eyes. And um, as I was getting out of my car to walk into the pharmacy in the parking garage, a man in a BMW um, truly tapped me, um, hit me with his car Hit me with his car, which was sort of um, insane. It wasn't like hard. Obviously, I'm still here, but he he tapped me in such a way, and then the look in his eyes was so outrageous because he he sort of rolled down his window and he was like laughing, oh, like he was not like he was like ha, uh, you okay? And I was like, am I okay? And I have never reacted. I'm like usually that person who can't doesn't have anything snappy to say mm, uh, to mm-hmm. somebody, but I, I smacked the hood of his car um, so hard that it actually hurt my hand Wow, um, worse than anything else. And um, it, he, got, he, he almost got out of his car, but I ran into the Walgreens, uh-huh. um, ran, and I didn't even look back before yeah. to see if he was following me, but I've never hit another person's car like that. Um, in a moment of anger. And it was truly exhilarating and scary because I thought he was gonna kill me.
0: Wow, wow, and that is time, that is time. That was Joel's story about going into Walgreens and how he's never hit another person's car as hard like that in your life. Mm -hmm. I would say that um, the true thing is that you you went into a Walgreens because for some reason when i was watching you can i tell you what mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. when you were when you said that he laughed in your face there was a moment where i feel like you pulled from when i said they laughed at me at the audition oh wow i don't know i don't know if that was like a subconscious thing cuz i had just told you that and i started laughing
1: no it was the laugh so i went into a cvs today um almost got hit By a car did not actually he did not actually touch me unlike in my story Uh and then but it was close enough that i sort of went (laughs) and he just laughed so he he, just laughed he
0: did laugh at you he laughed at
1: me and then i didn't have to run away i didn't hit his car i didn't do anything i just walked in and he drove away but he did laugh at me and i was it made me so mad yeah because yeah. he was in the wrong. He was like looking the other way, pulling out. And then he pulled out and almost hit me. And I was just, went, again, I went. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, had a full mask. I had my mask on, my hat on, so you could only see my eyes. Right. And he laughed at me and he was like a white dude. And honestly, I feel it was racially motivated. I do. Because I think people laugh when, it, when Asian people are angry. I do. Mm. I think that they find it funny. And They're like, wow, I really, never see this. Really, it really pissed me off no I think they I think they think our rage is like impotent rage Mm -hmm. Um, like I think they see Asian male rage as impotent and like intrinsically and that and maybe I'm projecting like a full narrative onto this man's reaction that doesn't exist but it really pissed me off and I wish I would have hit his car if I were closer I would have hit his car
0: granted the impression of you uh, going it does make me laugh every time you do it (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's very dramatic. It's a little cartoony, and, you know, it's not a race thing, you know, but it does make me laugh. It does make wow. me not not to be on his side or anything, not to... No,
1: I think you're a little racist against Koreans, as <laughs> the Japanese have historically shown themselves to be, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe it's You know what you did. ...generations of um, just predictable... Behavior Coming out of me (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting Okay that was me projecting You know what it probably didn't help that I had prepped for you to lie a bunch In the story because you said you were Good at lying you know So I I let that I let that mess it up And like in the story I was like I feel like all of that was a lie except that you went into a store Mm -mm. Yeah so I
1: mean a lot of it was a lie He wasn't in a BMW either
0: Mm-hmm, very so maybe I cheated
1: at the game maybe I cheat may, I cheated because the specifics were just changed, but a lot of it but in in spirit it was true. I should I cheated. I really cheated.
0: No 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 I mean that was that was good. that was good. like you really can blur lies and truths pretty well. props props <laughs> and fuck that guy for laughing in your face. It's, Thank you. It's our month, goddammit.
1: Yeah, our, I know, seriously.
0: Your month, uh, and it's your month next month. Oh, it was so weird to say that. It's your month next
1: month. <laughs> I know. I really do get two months in a row, and it feels great.
0: Yeah, sometimes they bleed into each other. You get, like, Asian queer events, right?
1: Yeah, 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 it, right at the cusp, right at sort of, like, the end of May, early June. It is beautiful. I I am really mourning the loss of Pride Week Month, though. I really yeah. am. It's sad. Some of my favorite things happen in June, and to not be able to do them is really sad. But yeah, you know what yeah. can you do? It's just one year. Next year, it's I'm just gonna go fully insane. Yeah, it's just one cliff. year.
0: You're just conserving energy for next year, and exactly. while you're at it, you're still looking hot as fuck online, and oh God,
1: yeah, and thriving. i gonna maintain it until next year.
0: That's right, and I believe in you, and Thank and you. you get that. What is it that you wanted? A Peloton bike. Yes Okay And um, you've been doing Because you've been giving to the community You've been doing the Patreon Matt Joel and the next L Woods Yes right? it's
1: my new podcast um, If you go to Patreon.com slash Matt Joel um, Elle You can sign up um, to be a subscriber to that podcast And it's the minimum um, Is five dollars and it all goes To the eviction defense network uh, Which is a non-profit here in LA That's keeping low income families housed um, Or working to keep Low income families uh, housed Which is obviously important because there's a lot Of people who are out of work and a lot of people who Cannot make rent and a lot Of shitty landlords that are going to try And take advantage of that so Yeah, um, yeah That's what we're doing all the while, I should I should say the premise of the podcast is we are recapping uh, "Legally Blonde: The Musical," the search for the next Al Woods, which is a 2008 reality show that ran for eight episodes that is that are available on YouTube. So it's yes. pretty niche in every way, every way imaginable. <laughs> you keep but saying that.
0: You keep saying that, but I feel like the audience is bigger than you think. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, we're really finding the freaks the, <laughs> who are who 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 demand it. It
0: aired on MTV. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Back in two thousand eight.
0: Back in two thousand eight, and yeah, just like it, I feel like a lot of people missed it. I mean, it was only eight episodes. episodes
1: yeah, and and it was a failure as a show, I think, ultimately. But um, fun to talk about. A blast to talk about. I it's guess a
0: blessing it. they put it on YouTube, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: they didn't. Somebody did, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how happy MTV is about it. Is, All this publicity, too.
0: Is there anything else you want people to kind of look out for or support or something right um,
1: now? I do a podcast um, called Urgent Care with Mitra Jahari, um, and that comes out every week. Look that up. Um, watch Big Mouth on Netflix, which I'm a writer on and very proud of. And yeah, that's pretty much it for now.
0: Gorgeous. Joel, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for being on. And that's been our show. Oh my God. Bye. (laughs)